0: All right. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Rec Poker podcast. As always, we are sponsored by Running Aces Casino, Racetrack, and Hotel opening. It's, it's open. We're just waiting to be able to go there. Uh, but also by the great website, Amp and Mark Prashan. Uh, we are doing a chats edition of the podcast tonight, and we're bringing back one of our favorite people. Jason Sue. is going to be joining us. Uh, you know him from the book, Poker with Presence. We, we chatted about that. Uh, last time he was on, and now he's got a new course called Presence and Profit. Uh, we're going to dig into that a little bit, but let's first introduce our panel. My name is Steve Fredland. I go by Rec Poker Steve in the Poker Stars home game. And I have a quote from Jason Sue uh, from his book. He says, Presence bridges the gap between what you study and how you perform, it aligns your intuition with your ability. Presence unlocks your potential to make the perfect play at just the right moment.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. And I'm uh, I'm Chris Jones. I'm five by five on Poker Stars and Twitter. And I'm I'm really excited for this conversation today.
2: <laughs> and I'm Jim Reed. You can find out all about me by going to slash jim. And I'm just excited to be here on the wizard panel.
3: And I'm John Somsky, Poker Geek MN Everywhere. And I have a quote from Steve Lipscomb. Poker is to cards and games, what jazz is to music. It's This great American thing, born and bred here, we dig it because everybody can play.
4: (laughs) And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Radman50Everywhere, and I have a sign on my wall that says, Bluffing, a pair of balls beats everything.
0: (laughs) Why am I not surprised that you have that on your wall? (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, a couple of quick things just to tease it out. As you guys know, we'll do the we'll do the conversation with Jason. And then afterward, we'll do the community happening. So uh, just hang on there and hear about the home game winners, the monthly seminar, the modern poker theory book study, the study groups, learning with partners, learn pro poker partnership, the Tuesday night open, the Thursday night twitch, all kinds of amazing things. That's why we have to put it at the end, folks, uh, because we don't want to put off the great Jason Sue any longer. So let's bring him in. Mr. Jason Sue, how are you?
5: Doing well. Really excited to hear that I'm one of your favorite people. I didn't I didn't know that I would have come back much sooner if I knew that.
0: <laughs> well, we we got you back as soon as we could. You know, there you there's go. There's people there interviewing we don't invite back. Those are not our go. favorite people.
5: People mm. that
0: we interview and people like you gotta get him back. Those are our favorite people. So all right. You no, know, it was it was a pleasure to meet you last time, pleasure to chat about your book last mm. time. And mm. people are like, man, I just like how he thinks, and and I think. Hmm. A lot of what you're offering up right now is very timely for a lot of recreational players, especially maybe for pros as well, playing with presents, especially in the middle of COVID and just kind of scrambling and trying to figure life out and, hmm. and all that stuff. So I think it's coming at a really good time for a lot of us.
5: Hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's a thing where I love to use it in the battlefield of poker, but the more that you use it, the more that you realize, oh my gosh, this is things I can use in conversation. I can use in my relationships. I can use in business. And I can just be that version of me all the time. So why wouldn't I want to do that at that point?
0: I love it. Yeah, I think that's a, it's another example, right, of how poker is a microcosm of life, right? I mean, the, the variance of life, the the presence that we can practice in life. And I, I have one follow-up question that I didn't get to last time uh, before we get to talk about your course a little bit. But um, I was curious about this, and we just kind of ran out of time, like the, the personality wise. Uh, I know, you know, when I think about personality, I think about my own and other people's and there are some people that it feels like they're just more prone or being more able to be in the present Mm -hmm. versus other people just, it seems like they struggle either if they're future oriented or they're past oriented, or it's kind of everything except the now. And -hmm. I'm just kind of curious if if you've expanded some of your, you know, or what you've learned about that or anything special that you can share with people that are just, this just isn't my natural thing. Like it's very, very difficult for me to just be in the present.
5: Yeah, I'd say that when if you think that about somebody else, that's what you're seeing about them right now, but you didn't see them like 10 years ago when they were probably doing, uh, you know, a lot of stuff differently than they are now. Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is if you're a person who constantly finds yourself futurizing or lamenting over the past or thinking about, you know, this and that anything except what's happening right now, well, there's steps that you can take right now to kind of center yourself to feel more grounded, feel more connected and then Maybe the next time you get in a similar situation, you don't have the exact same response. It's a little bit more present. And over time, you can really grow that muscle inside you.
0: Nice. Because I do think that that does directly apply to poker, right? Like I, I was thinking about this. See, this is, this is why certain guests just get you thinking, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. you have me thinking for like weeks and, and months afterward. <laughs> but because of the poker game, like I think if people that are very future-oriented they're, they're thinking about like, okay, 10 people left. And they're thinking about holding the trophy and people that are very past oriented are picking up ace king with 10 left and going, you know, and it's not, it's not even a logical decision. It's just like my past tells me I'm going to lose. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like you're the suboptimal decisions that that last 15% you talk about can be tied to our orientation.
5: Yeah. And and I don't think anybody's necessarily more oriented towards presence or less oriented towards presence. I think it's just a matter of how much attention do you give to it on a regular basis? And what's your current ability to kind of separate yourself from the past and the future? Because it's not like once you learn how to presence yourself more often, it never happens again. I still do it all the time, right? It's just like, can you recognize, oh, I'm doing the thing again? All right. What would I rather do? I can bring myself back into this moment and let's go from here.
0: So this is learning to be aware of what's happening, either reflecting on it and then trying to apply it the next time or just sort of being aware of the moment.
5: Yeah, there's no, there's no like, okay, now I've got it. And, and here we are, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing my A game for the rest of my life and there's never gonna be another hiccup. It's not like that, right? It's just this thing that we either do or we don't a little more of each day.
0: I'm starting to wonder why we even brought you on here. If you don't have all the answers, if you can't can't just give us the magic pill and have us be present all the time, I'm not really sure. You know, I don't, guys, do we just end this thing? I mean, Mm. do we continue? What do you think? We we had a
2: good run. We had a good run there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We gave it a shot. We gave it a shot.
0: Well, let's, I want to talk a little bit, the reason we wanted to have you on just because of the way you Mm. think, but I know you also have this course that you introduced, and I think there's just fascinating topics in that. So why don't we just start off with, what is this course? What is presence, with presence and Profit? Where did it come from? Kind of give us a little bit of the context of this thing.
5: Yeah. So in this last year, since my book came out, the one-on-one coaching business has been doing really well and growing quite a bit. And I've had a lot of people come to me and say, you know, where can I learn a lot of this stuff that you're teaching without having to invest fully in you know the deep one-on-one stuff? And, and so I started getting this idea in my mind many months ago to kind of just put it all down in video, and audio, and written format, and give it to people in a way that they can digest on their own terms at their own pace. You know, not everybody is a poker pro who can either be playing or studying or improving their game at all hours of the day. And so for people, for people who only have, you know, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there, three minutes here, what I created was what I think is pretty cool. It's a course that's delivered all on an app on your phone. Mm -hmm. And the videos tend to range from, you know, anywhere three, five, seven minutes a piece. And I think each one really delivers something really impactful and powerful that you can take on your journey to being a more centered and grounded poker player. And really happy with it because a lot of the things that I go over with my clients in my one-on-one program, I ended up just putting into this course here as well. So there's nothing held back. It's really all my best stuff, my favorite Exercises I like to guide people through my favorite performance frameworks, the way that I like to view things and explain things in ways that are easy to understand. And so, really, now I've made this work accessible to anybody with a phone, and and I'm really happy with the way it came out.
2: Yeah, I have a question. Hmm. Um, I, I'm a routine based guy. I feel like I'm at my best when I sort of like have the day set up and I know what I'm getting into, and I can do the things that are important to me every day. When you've gone to the trouble of putting this stuff in such like a bite-sized pieces, easily accessible format, how important is it to actually do it every day? And is there do you personally think that there's a difference between doing it like a few days a week and doing it every day? And how can we get better at getting the most out of that kind of stuff?
5: Yeah, that's going to be a thing where different strokes for different folks, right? So if you like to have that daily different hit of something each day to move you in that direction, then I think that that's what you should do. And some people are more immersion oriented where they just want to do like, you know, 10 things in a day and then let it sit for a week. But I think that if you're one of those people who listens to like 10 videos in a day and you go through these exercises, as long as they're still kind of percolating in your awareness in the coming week or next 10 days where you're not really actively listening or taking in more content that's fine, right? As long as it's kind of in you and it's moving through you and it's influencing the way that you're interacting in your time, then I think it's all good. And others, it's like, I just want to do like one a day and, and let it really sink in. And that's really good too. So I think that it's pretty cool that everybody's got different learning styles and and everybody can kind of go at their own pace in whatever way feels good. So
0: Jim, you've got to be present while you're listening to <laughs> presence yes. and profit. You can't be yes. just multitasking and writing a contract and watching the Steelers and doing all that gizmo. Mm. You're, you gotta <laughs> you be
5: present. Yeah, it doesn't count. It
2: doesn't, that's, that's, right. that's right. That's Jason right. says
0: it doesn't count now. So <laughs> it's not just about getting through it. It's about being present. I, I'm kind of mm. curious uh, as you've gotten early returns on this thing and obviously your book did really well and mm. all these things. I, I'm curious, like what is the theme of what people are telling you when they, you know, when, when they ingratiate you with, you know, feedback that, that is positive. Like what, what are the themes? Like what are, for for poker players specifically, what are they saying about what you're providing to the world?
5: Yeah, I'd say a few things tend to come up quite often. One is emotional processing of just what happens in a poker session. People find that they are taking what's happening in the game off the table into the rest of their lives a lot more smoothly, right? And not like taking it out on the family or the friends or not being able to get their work done right? A, a lot of just being able to process the emotions of everything that just happened in a way that's really healthy and good. And and I would say the the one that makes me chuckle always is basically anytime I finish working with somebody and a client, they'll almost always hit me with the, my wife really thanks you. So so I'm, I'm really happy about that one too. Yeah.
0: That is very true. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, I know there's there six kind of major sections uh, of this and i i don't think we have time to dig into all of them yeah um but the way that i see this outline you got body intelligence thinking and feeling emotions fear awareness and integration where you just kind of bring it all together and i'm i'm, I'm always fascinated by the fear one mm. um because it, it does it feels like to me and i you know you guys let me know what you think but it feels like recreational players either i, I feel like they either have no fear or they have a ton of fear. Like, I I don't know. And I think we have a good, a good group of people here that are pretty logical about some things, but I feel like I run into so many recreational players that are either like, Oh my God, you know, things under the bed. I'm going to fold the second nuts all the time. I don't want to play ace King because I just fear or they're just, you know, whatever, let's just get it in. Let's just go. And, and so I'm curious, how do you approach fear in Mm. this material? What's sort of your angle on this or what, what problem are you trying to solve with that?
5: Yeah, I'll say a couple things on that. Which is one, it's not just recreational players, right? Pros <laughs> too. We're we're all human, which means almost by definition that we're all pretty much scared of something all the time, hmm. right? And and so, if you want to use this example of the rec player, where he's always scared he's going to be and too much, or let's just get it in. I would say that the let's just get it in is possibly even more scared than the one who's overfolding, right? Because you're using that aggression as a way to cover up the fact that you are a little bit insecure about your level of knowledge. You're going to like push it too far. And fear is very much something that exists in the body, right? And so if you can kind of access it and feel it and presence it as a sensation that's happening inside you rather than as a thought, then you can actually acknowledge it and start to move on and start to relax into whatever's happening. And so if you've got that player who either is always too passive or always too aggressive, either way, they're scared. And so the solution isn't to kind of talk about it, but it's to really learn how to feel that emotion, that fear inside you and kind of work through it and then get to that place where you're kind of in the middle to now where you can at least relax, acknowledge that's what's happening and you'll be able to actually play the way that you want to play without the adrenaline kind of running your system.
0: So is that like an amygdala thing? Is that kind of that fight or flight yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. And so somehow you're going to teach us to deal with that sort of in real time so that mm-hmm. we can go back to a logical decision?
5: Yeah, yeah. The majority of performance, I would say people run on adrenaline and they tend to think it's a good thing. But it's really not because what it does is it heighten, it does heighten your senses and your awareness, but only for like a couple of minutes, right? And then you come down to a lower place than you were before. And then to get back to that heightened state again, you needed an even bigger shot of adrenaline the next time. And so the alternative is to do some exercises that you can really allow the adrenaline to move through you so that you can feel that connection again, more clear without that static
0: love it chris did you
5: have something
1: yeah i just i wanted to jump in you know and this kind of has to do a little bit with the fear but one you know you gave us a sneak preview of of some of the the app uh, pieces and one of the things that i really resonated with me was this idea of um that with emotions you're not really trying to fix them rather you're trying to sort of uh, be present with them Hmm. and i'm wondering if you can just talk a little bit about that to our listeners about what that means and maybe why, you know, partner spouses are so happy after this kind of comes <laughs> through and kind of thinking about those connections with with fear or anger or whatever those kind of like things come up. Uh, talk about the idea of not trying to fix them, but a little bit, you know, trying to sort of be present with them.
5: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. I think that I, I've certainly gone through the entire process of thinking that just by talking about my emotions and talking about what I think I should do instead, I was actively being with them and and changing the situation for the better. But I would find that, you know, just in another week, I'm having the exact same conversation, right? And so there's a big difference between talking about your emotions and actually being with them and letting yourself experience them as a felt sensation inside your nervous system, right? And as a pretty head and talky oriented society, we tend to just do the first and think that we're good. And then we get heaped praise, right? Somebody who talks about their emotions a lot, you get these compliments like, oh, you're so self-aware. It's so impressive that you can talk about it, but nothing's actually changed because you haven't actually acknowledged the sensation. You haven't stayed with it until it's done being there. And so you've talked about it, but this kind of lingering discomfort still is kind of there. And, and so the issues don't really go away, but what's really cool about just being with your feelings is that if you learn how to do this, you don't have to do it for very long. It could just be a 10, 20 second process where you just start breathing and feeling and experiencing the emotion as a sensation inside you. And if you really give your full attention to it, that's really all that it's asking for. It's not asking for the fix. It's just asking for your attention.
4: Rob. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm a, Subscriber to your newsletter, so yeah. I get uh, I get an email from you every day. Sometimes two, um, nice. and the other day there was one that you put out about mindset, hmm. and you were talking about the mindset coaches. Now so we've interviewed a few of those in our time here at the Rec Poker Podcast. Um, a lot of them have these uh, videos, or uh, you know, prep- preparing yourself to play type of things that hmm. you get yourself ready to be in the proper mindset to play poker. And you're saying in your newsletter, you were saying, well, don't pay for a mindset coach (laughs) because presence and mindset are two different things. Mm. I was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit for our listeners and let them understand where you're coming from with that statement.
5: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So here's, here's what I believe is that if you've been playing poker for, you know, any reasonable amount of time, there's nothing that on the mindset side, there's no new idea that anybody's going to be able to tell you. And you're going to be like, Oh man, I never thought of that one before. Right. So somebody's going to be like, Hey Rob, you just, I know you're upset about this hand, but uh, don't be results oriented. You're not going to be like, Oh, okay. Everything's different now. I'm, I'm good. Thanks for telling me that. I didn't know that. Now I'm going to stop forever and it's never going to be a problem again. Right. So You know, you've got all the the mindset mantras that people use, you know, be logical, don't be results oriented. It's the long run that matters. We, We know them, right? And so it's really just, can we actually embody them? That's the real question. And that's what presence, that's where it kind of shows up in the equation is, yeah, I acknowledge like everything that the mindset community will say is true. I don't argue with any of them. But I argue with their belief that just by telling you about it over and over again, it's actually going to land inside you in a way that's going to lead to you resolving your performance issues and playing at a really high level consistently, right? So if you're talking about preparing for a session, you know, rather than having you journal, I'd rather really have you feel what it feels like to presence yourself, body, through your mind all together, Rather than just saying a lot to yourself, okay, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that today. Because these are all just, you know, up here in your mind and it's, there's no deeper connection to it. And so presence to me really bridges that gap between, you know, who you want to be and how do you actually become that when everything is swirling around you, when the world's going crazy.
0: I'm, I'm kind of curious, put you on the spot a little bit here, Chris Jones, uh, but you know, just because you asked that, you asked the question, but the whole, like this, this topic right here, the mindset versus presence. And for you, you just had a big spot where you got, you know, it keeps uh, ace nine and think gets queen nine and you lost. And you're very logical. You're like, it happens. I know I'm printing money over the long run if that's the situation. But how how do you distinguish? Do you just make that distinguish between like mindset and being present? And does that kind of resonate with you? Or how does, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot, I know, but uh, I'm guessing you probably got an
4: answer. You're on mute right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, For sure. I think you've got to be able to both sort of like put yourself in that decision and kind of like, you know, like tell yourself, you know, that was the the right decision, even though it didn't work out, but also allow yourself to have and experience the like disappointment and the reaction that is like, well, that really, I mean, I was, that was the final table bubble and, and that was a big spot. And it really stinks that of all the times that the three-outers is going to come, it's going to come in that moment, right? And so like, I think you have to allow yourself to experience both and be able to process both to sort of mm-hmm. like, that's the least how, you know, I, I, I'm not going to try to just bottle that up and not yeah. say that it's happening, but um, I'm also not going to start smashing windows and things, so. <laughs> well,
0: Yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, and maybe you can talk about this, Jason, like, because because I am I'm, I'm very logical, I'm a mathematical person, Uh, so stuff like that. I was like, yeah, it happens. It's supposed to happen every once in a while. And I Mm. do think I brush it off, but then later I think I do get, uh, impacted by it when I'm sort of recounting it like, God, why did it happen? You know, that kind of thing. And so I don't know if, could, could, you know, if other people are out there going, you know, that kind of me, like in the moment I'm actually, I think I'm fine because I'm very logical. But then later Mm. I have this emotional reaction. Is that somehow blocking? Could that be a symptom of somehow blocking decision-making in the presence because I'm not actually allowing myself to be? present with with those emotions
5: yeah absolutely i'd say for to reference chris's example you know the the guy who's smashing the windows is only doing it because of all of the built up kind of tension and and anxiety and disappointment that they didn't acknowledge you know up until that point right so they wouldn't be smashing the windows if if after the first hand they're like oh man oh that sucks right and, and really let themselves feel that mm. little wave of disappointment And if you don't do that, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you blow up at something that looks pretty trivial to somebody who just comes across to you in that moment. And they're like, well, you're overreacting, man. But if they could see the progression of you kind of pushing it all away through all the hours and weeks or sometimes even months and years, then it all really makes sense from that perspective. So yeah, it's both, right? It's, yeah, it's going to happen sometimes. And it's good to understand the bigger picture of like, this is poker and we're going to lose with the best hand sometimes. And, and yeah, that's fine. And I'm still disappointed that I lost this one time, right? It doesn't make me wrong. It doesn't make me lesser of a poker player, right? I'm no less honorable or worthy of respect as a poker player. If I admit that I really wish I had won that hand, right? And then I'm having an emotional reaction to not doing so. Because it was the final ball. Because I'm. I just really wanted to win today. Because it doesn't matter, right? We want what we want, and the moment that we start to convince ourselves that we're doing it wrong because we're having an emotional response to something, then we're we're gone. I think that's
0: interesting because I do think a, a good chunk of us, or at least I'll raise my hand, struggle with feeling like we can carry two what are seemingly opposite things at the same time. Hmm. Uh, and so, how do I how do I carry? my logical sense, along with my emotional disappointment. And I think some of us feel like you can't really hold both of those things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And what people like you are teaching me is, no, you can't. (laughs) You can hold the logical piece of, yeah, that's going to happen along with the disappointment. Right?
5: Yeah. I'll actually take it one step further and say that I think that if you start with the emotional piece and you really just let yourself feel what you want to feel, well, now you're a person who's going to actually believe the logical thing that you want desperately to hold on to in that moment, right? Because if you break off from the emotion and now you're just saying this kind of logical thing, almost like completely like a zombie, right? You're it's like, almost oh, yeah. trivial.
0: It's almost like yeah. a cliche, right? Yeah, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, right? And, and, and you just kind of almost sound like a crazy person because you're just like repeating this thing that you don't really – care to believe right now, because you're actually having this big kind of response that needs your attention, right? So if you give that your attention first, then you can actually say, yeah, sometimes that happens and actually feel okay about it and move forward. But it's just the same thing that we were talking about earlier, where talking about it is not the same as feeling it, right? So saying that's going to happen sometimes, and they're like, you think you're done, you're not done right now. You've just opened up this whole other way for you to start sabotaging yourself.
0: Oh, that's good. And and part of what I like about what you said there, too, just, to, uh, you know, because because Elliot Rowe has been on here, Mindset Coaches mm-hmm. come on here, yeah. and they say that they're going to take us from 97% to 98%. Like, that's his goal. And you're saying, mm-hmm. man, you, I take you from 85% to 100%. Like, you're talking about You're talking about a 15% improvement. People like Elliot are talking like a 1%. So, <laughs> I mean, for sure, you should be given the priority over Mindset mm-hmm. Coaches, right? He's 1%. Yeah.
5: 1%. I mean, I I, cho- I chose an arbitrary number five times larger than there, so I definitely should get, I definitely should get all the support for that. I mean,
0: just like that, right? You're yeah. worth 15 times as much, as Elliot Road, just because oh, yeah. it's 15 yeah. times more improvement. Mm-hmm. I mean, well... no, go ahead.
5: Yeah, yeah, I'd say that that if we're talking about emotional intelligence. I have a lot more room to work with than, than the mindset coaches do <laughs> in terms of telling you kind of mindset things that you don't understand or that you've that's never true. heard before.
0: Yeah. That's true. Well, well, tell us a little bit more about, about the, mm. about the program. Uh, you know, wh- why is it good for recreational players? I think that's, that is one of the things with like an Elliott row, which, you know, great mind. i love to pick his brain, mm. you know, but he is sort of geared toward, okay, you're here. You know, I'll take Fedor Holtz from here to here. You know, it is that piece. Yeah. And we're like, well, okay, well, Fedor just won another 124000 a day yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here as recreational players. Tell us about, you know, what what is the value? Why should we invest in this? How much does it cost? Uh, what is the, for, for us as recreational players that are really busy, what is the benefit of something like this for us in in whole?
5: Yeah, so, you know, like we said earlier, presence is not just a thing you do when you're playing poker, right? It's the thing that mm-hmm. bleeds out into every aspect of your life. And it just so happens that we have more fun learning about poker in a poker related context. And so in using this course, what you can do is you can really upgrade your ability to be with everyone who you love so much and just completely be with them. You can learn to express yourself authentically and have just the clearest communications, both with yourself and with others. You know, every time you have them, you can learn how to really follow your impulses, feel your feelings and be fully you in every moment. And we train that on the poker table so that you do get to make more money. You do get to avoid that kind of crazy push pull feeling of like logic versus emotion, right? And learn how to consolidate that and learn how to work together through them. And you do get to actually play as the version of yourself that feels really good all the time and enjoy the game as much as possible. But, you know, you get to have that come out of the rest of your life well now you're talking about you know really big upgrades all around
0: I love that I guess the, the only concern I have is there's people like Rob Washam and John Somsky that already seem like they enjoy life they seem like they enjoy playing poker so much already I'm kind of worried that if they get their hands on this the joy is going to be like overwhelming like
5: it's going to be too much
0: it's going to be too much yeah. is, there, is there a concern that is there a concern that people like John and Rob are going to have too much joy at the table being themselves
5: I'll say that, you know, if we have more people who enjoy themselves way too much at the poker table, then we're going to have another poker boom, Thank you, right? because this is what is ruining poker for the last 10 years is people losing their capacity to have fun while competing at a really high level, right? People think that you're either doing one or the other. And really what you can find is that, you no, know, you actually can't compete at an even higher level when you learn how to truly relax and just be yourself all the time.
0: I love that. I was making a joke, but you turned it into something really profound. But no, that's that's totally true. I think that's totally true. Like I know so many people that are like, you know, they, they play home games, they love it. They go to the casinos, like nobody will talk to me. They're all grumpy. It's just like, screw that. Like, yeah, I could make more money, but I'm here for having fun. And that's mm-hmm. what recreational poker is all about. So I, I agree. Uh, you know, do it for yourself. First of all, don't worry about the poker boom. But I think a symptom of all of us feeling fully ourselves and enjoying it, however that looks like for us. I think that is going to draw more people to the game for sure. Uh, and i and like to see that that would creep into the higher level stuff and increase the fields and everything there too. So that's well said. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about, we're, we're going to wrap up here, but, but where can they get it? So I know it's anybody that has a phone. Now <laughs> uh, I know a few people that have a flip phone. I'm guessing they can't get it on their phone, but uh, I, I assume <laughs> an iPhone, Android in the store, how much does this thing cost? What's the logistics of, of uh, downloading this thing?
5: Yeah, so anyone with a smartphone that can run a basic app is is really going to. Oh, so now you're deal. now you're limiting. The field. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was anybody. With yeah, a you know, a little wow. bait and switch. A little bait uh, and switch. No. There. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so if you got a smartphone that can run a basic app that can play some audios and videos, then then you'll be able to get it to work. I'm putting the finishing touches on it right now. Within about a week or so, it's going to be up live to the public. Uh, for the first launch, it's going to cost. Uh, somewhere in the 499 to 497 I haven't decided which last digit is the it'll best be a seven. To, <laughs> to price it at. It'll be yeah, a 7. I guarantee it'll be a 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll do your yeah. research and you'll find <laughs> it
0: used to be a 9. Now it's a 7. You think it's
5: the 7? All right. And I think it'll be All a right. 7, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be in, in that in that ballpark uh, after that first launch. It's going to go up to the $990, uh, insert last number there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but right now I'm adding the final videos to it and I'm going to keep adding more and more learning Modules to it as time goes on. Um, it's basically just going to be a thing that never gets stopped, stopped getting updated as I just keep thinking of more stuff and adding more stuff to the. I love it. Yeah, for so,
0: some reason, I thought it was live because you gave us a sneak yeah. preview of it. But yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so by by the end of April, we think it'll be in the. Store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. yeah. So this will release yeah. on April uh, 20th. So yeah, you, it might like be that. perfect.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So if anybody out there wants to get first dibs, you can do as Rob did and join my daily email newsletter at pokerwithpresence.com. You can get reminders on there. I offer special deals to people who read the newsletter and I just think I'm pretty funny. So (laughs) I think that that would be a great place to get to know me better, hear more about what's in there. I write about it as I start selling it and and just kind of like listen to a lot of my experiences around poker and performance and presence and how it all works together.
2: And and on behalf of some of our Canadian listeners, we're actually going to get some flip phones. That kind of technology is coming to Canada <laughs> soon, yeah. and so maybe just in time, we'll be able to download the app. I'm excited for that.
5: <laughs> All right, looking forward. <laughs> maybe
2: to by it. the
0: time you guys get vaccinated, you'll have smartphones. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Well. Well, Jason, man, fantastic stuff as always. Uh, just a great friend of the show. We love having mm. you on here. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, I learn a lot, and I've, I think you know, it applies to our lives. And that's kind of what we're about. We're about learning poker in the context of community. So if we can make our game better and make our lives better, which makes our community better, let's go. So uh, connect with Jason. If you don't know how to connect with him, he already said pokerwithpresence.com. Otherwise just reach out to us. Uh, We will make the connection, Uh, but we will watch for that app young man. And I wish you all the best of luck with, with the, uh, the launch.
5: Thank you guys. Really appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, there he goes. Mr. Jason Sue, fantastic stuff. Man, he's he's a great thinker. I love it. What do you guys think? Uh, what what are your thoughts? Feedback, Chris?
1: I mean, I you know, I as as you mentioned, we got kind of a sneak preview of the app, and I think um, it's really good content. Um, so I just you know, and it was it's always fun to talk to him. So and I think it's the kind of thing that like you might not think that you need this, but it really does sneak up on you in these. You know, poker is a brutal game. Sometimes it's a beautiful game. It's a fun game, but it's also I mean, you know, it is really hard when you've put in hours of time in a tournament and then something goes wrong that you really feel like should you know, like, and and being able to process and deal with that is a really, it's a good skill for life. So.
3: Yeah. John, did you have anything? Well, I was just wondering, um, I wanted a second opinion. Uh, Rob, Jason mentioned that he thought he was a pretty funny guy <laughs> given that you listen to the uh, or subscribe to the
4: newsletter would you agree that his assessment is accurate yes he's he does have some interesting takes on things I uh, and he brings up some things that you wouldn't think about like he most recent one he said it smells like Michael Jordan <laughs> and <laughs> That was the title of the of the newsletter. And basically what it was is he was at a poker tournament and there was a lot of stuff going on, chip shuffling and a lot of action. Everything's happening. And all of a sudden the whole place went silent because it was like Michael Jordan, Ahmad Rashad and a couple of other big sports figures walked into the poker room and everybody just stopped. And so it was like it was like they just felt this presence. I mean, that's how larger than life these guys are. They, that their presence was just felt throughout the whole room. But I thought it was interesting the way he titled it. Smells like Michael Jordan. It's
2: like, what? Yeah, that's what happens when Steve walks into Running Aces. It
4: smells, yeah. yeah everybody just gets so quiet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> playing, then, like uh, Chicago Bulls music.
0: Then, like, uh, <laughs> everybody starts splitting. Like, Smoke starts steaming <laughs> up. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Every, everybody in the bar says, Norm! <laughs> <laughs> I miss that.
0: I miss Running Aces, man. I miss yeah. walking in there. Yeah. I, I never played cash. I played like cash twice in my life, but I think they all want me to come sit by them because owe us dead money. Hey, you should play cash. Today. <laughs> yeah, you should hey, come you should play cash. cash. <laughs> they should be the day to play cash. No one no, no, they will spend my seventy-five bucks and donate it somewhere else. <laughs> I and mean, if you want, a, did you have a reason for that question? Are you are you a uh, not? Are you challenging his his wit?
3: No, no, no. I just wanted <laughs> independent confirmation. Just wanted a verification <laughs> you
4: know. there. Uh, yeah, just to verify. Trust, oh, yeah,
3: but verify. Yes. And Rob happens to be someone you know. Although I'll deny it to his face if he ever asks <laughs> me, I actually trust his opinion and his. Uh...
2: Ooh, Both. Oh
3: my! Which one?
2: Wow. Wow. John <laughs> does
3: not trust Jason Sue's opinion as
0: well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. no one's no one's objective about themselves. That's so true, John man. has John has wise, wise man there. Well, and that's I'll say verification. <laughs> like, yep. And if people if people do want to get in touch with Jason Sue, he's a Rec Poker member. He's, he's so you out could, of,
0: yeah. He DMs he, people. He's in the forums.
2: Yeah, come to Rec Poker, get a free community account, and chat with Jason Sue and all the other amazing people that have come and joined the Rec Poker community. Come and do it for free.
0: That's a good yeah, point. Why not? Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. He's he's out there. He DMs. He's in the forums. He's, he's doing stuff out there. He's just he's one of us, man. He's one of us. No, yeah. The last thing I'll say about Jason is just, he's one of those. I don't know if you guys can sense it, but it is, he's one of those tricky people for me to interview just because he's one of those guys that I want to dig deep and get my own crap figured out with. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to like break it down for me. Like, I just want to be like, all right, well tell me, here's what I deal with man. You know? And so it's hard to kind of stay at this level where hopefully it's helpful for everybody. Cause uh, he just has one of those auras or one of those things where he's just like, he's so approachable. I feel like I could just tell him my whole life story and get his thoughts on, on how to make me a better person. So uh, I just think he's, he's
3: fantastic. Yeah, well, Steve, it's not just Jason. You pretty much do that with everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong. Very you... true. Very true. <laughs> this, I know. I know. This thing started out as poker strategy. Now you guys have to do all the strategy
4: stuff because I'm just like, oh, story. <laughs> how can you fix me? You know? <laughs> That is, well, true. i recall that was the origin of the podcast you were trying to figure out ways to improve your own game so you figured if you started interviewing all these people it was like clean something from it,
0: it was it's was like free coaching like this is an incredibly selfish <laughs> a very selfish endeavor uh hey tell you what let's have let's have you on the podcast and you can tell me how to play and i'll just sit here and take notes <laughs> 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 and it hasn't stopped oh man good stuff well let's Let's transition, guys. Uh, community happenings. Uh, Jim, go I, ahead.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I've got a question. So I've got a question about Ace King, and I'm also sometimes I'm not sure how to handle a flush draw. Do you mind if we ask our friend Jonathan Little about yeah, that? Yeah, I wonder if anybody would know. Please do. All Thank right, let, you. let's go see. Have you ever wondered whether you should call a pre-flop raise or a three-bet instead? Yes. What time. do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you oh. raise it or do you just call? What do you do with Ace King when you miss the flop? Oh, he's reading my mind. Are you tired of guessing about what the right play
5: is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com rec poker right now. All right.
0: Well, thank you, Jim, for remembering that. Thank you, Jonathan, for being a great uh, sponsor for the show, uh, John. Let's turn it over to you and find out a little bit more about the home game stuff. And I, I did put a, a little warning in our show notes that I will be interrupting you at one point in time. Uh, it may be more, but I'm trying to warn you because <laughs> I know that never happens. I, well, yeah. I think, what,
1: I think what we should do is just <laughs> when, when John, when, whenever, maybe, maybe, maybe the April eighth date. I think we should just all talk at once. Just talk over him. <laughs> Keep going though. And then we'll stop when he gets April 9th.
0: Let's do that. Let's just
3: skip April 8th. Yeah, Let's just have a conversation when we get to April 8th. Everybody's unmuted, ready to go. (laughs) All right. So then why don't we start off with April 7th? (laughs) April 7th was our uh, No Limit Hold'em Championship Series. And that was won by PCS 2005 Jack LaRue. Nice, Jack. Jack, Very first No Limit Hold'em Championship Series. would it go, Jack. Overdue. Of course, that is played on the first Wednesday of the month. It is the, our point series, so that's a very impressive win.
0: That's and he's one. in now for the Player of the Year that end year
4: in tournament that automatically automatically yep. gets him in there.
3: Absolutely. That wasn't that you
4: didn't make last year, if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> correct. But I'm
0: in there this year because
4: I won. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm saying nothing because I, I think I the guys... dead bottom streak out. Right you guys all
0: suck. Like I looked at the standings. I'm like, you guys better j- get going here. Let's get this. Hey,
4: I'm right. I'm right where I need to be. I, I the, next two, the next two months I'm gonna be right there. All right, fair enough. Okay. Then uh
3: April 5th, Mikey J 1425. Mike Johnson got his second daily nightly victory. So we had a little discussion. I'm going to interrupt myself. <laughs> He's interrupting <laughs> himself. He can't get it We had a little discussion about what these daily series <laughs> means. And there's been some confusion. And it's largely my fault. It is. here is how it is intended to work. We have a daily series. And there are multiple flavors of tournaments in those daily series. So we have our nightly series, which is just your run-of-the-mill nightly tournament that we have almost every night. And then we have uh, the mixed practice, which is also part of the daily series, but a slightly different flavor. We have our international tournaments, which are also part of the daily series. And then we have our uh, daily LPP. So when I give you the numbers, I'm telling you how many they won in that little flavor. So like how many international. So they may have won more Daily Series tournaments. Just keep in mind, if you win any of these, that's what qualifies you for the Tournament of Champions. Any of those will get you the Daily Series pin, and you're only eligible to win one Daily Series bronze pin per year. And now back to our regularly scheduled program.
2: Beautifully oh, handled. So we should fun. have been recording that. We could have just roll that out every week. Oh man, nice contract.
3: <laughs> okay, so on April sixth, aces five four three two zero. Kathy Chang, aces. My my bird. Uh, first daily nightly series victory. April hey, Chris, how are do you doing so, last like, night? So, like, I think we
1: should really be talking about yeah, that. I I it dude, uh, that. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. 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 I guess it's kind
3: April? 9th was on the Friday. I don't think, think this this was actually my anniversary, yeah. if you can That's believe it. <laughs> and i just really like to congratulate him on that win. Congratulations. All right, good job. Whoever it was, was it a private name? Private name. Yeah. Okay, so in all reality, just let everyone in on the joke. Go for boy TJM Taylor Moss.
2: Oh, won you're breaking his Chris's heart.
3: Second daily night series victory for the Chris. Chris, Chris is having he's having trouble. He's trouble. And now <laughs> have at it. And then go. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So obviously,
0: congrats, Taylor Moss. He's the real deal. We all know he's amazing. Blah, blah blah. Pat him on the back. Whatever. But it was. It happened on Twitch. He Twitches the live stream Thursday nights. He won that tournament. And the, the reason I want to interrupt it is this because we had we had so much fun that night. But so uh, so he got like, I forget what he got. His nines in against queens or whatever. And I thought he busted. I thought he like busted all of his chips. So I said, GG to Taylor. GG with like two (laughs) two tables left or something like that. And then he said, well, I'm not dead yet. I still have chips. And that started this whole theme, whole stream of Monty Python quotes. Now, I'm not dead yet. And then pretty soon, like, you know, it's just a flesh wound. You know, all that you could imagine just started coming out. It was so much fun on there, but I, I do feel partially like it was my fault because I said good game to him. And uh... <laughs> he ratcheted it up
2: from there <laughs> well that's why he is the inaugural marek madness champion you know he was the he was i think in 2019 he was the inaugural wreck yeah. poker home game champion he only wins inaugural stuff. player of the year i think it was oh yeah yeah he's and in right fact i think in in the most recent uh rec room podcast episode it's also a coaching sample of him and chris doing a database review so it just goes to show this guy's a beast he's a wizard you gotta you gotta follow taylor moss you know what he's doing he does know what he's doing so anyway, you don't have to like him you don't he have, have to like
4: of
0: fun, the but <laughs> that's not fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, nobody, <laughs> and nobody guessed that he would win he
3: always he always gives away stuff and then people guess the right number and i have heard them. so so there was a study that if you um at, are at the table you push all in you get up and put your coat on yes that Ooh, increases yes. your odds by 10 percent.
2: yeah that's a straight oh, ev plus sure. So, for sure yeah, you know
3: saying the good game to someone I think if I remember right, I'd have have to do the math again to make sure. I think that increases your odds by about 25%. So I don't think you can take all of the credit for uh, Taylor's win, but I think you definitely helped to influence it. Nice. I like that. He should cut that pin in sections and give me a little section of it Asterisk. Yeah, asterisk. I did
0: feel bad, though, because I really thought I was multitasking. I really thought he was busted. (laughs) Like, oh, he's not dead. Sorry, because that's kind of a rude thing to say, right? Yeah.
3: (laughs) Just, oh, I was handed a, a, I have to read this disclaimer. Views and percentages presented during this segment are not necessarily accurate and not applied (laughs) to reality.
4: I, I don't know where that
3: came from. Got
4: so the what, lawyers on so that what you're saying is that 75% of all statistics are made up on the spot. <laughs> right. I believe that, that that's true. I think it's actually 76%. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Let's just in case thing. anyone's still listening. <laughs> so, you know,
0: she jumped on here like halfway through the thing just so she could hear her name, and now we're like making her <laughs> <win>. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Okay, so on April 9th, lucky act Yes. Axel Haw got his first daily uh, nightly victory, and I believe that might be our very first Irish winner. It is. Ooh.
2: That's what you get, Dara, for not playing in the nightly home game. Oh, Carney.
0: Well, he'd have to <laughs> yeah. play well, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not a satellite or a knockout. I'm yeah, not sure he if he's qualified. He doesn't have the chops <laughs> for this tournament.
3: Well, it is the
2: toughest, toughest play to money home
3: game. game. Yes. Poker. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, up. April tenth, April uh, Evil Roy Ca. Nice. Got his second nightly series victory yes, sir our daily nightly victory. Uh, April tenth, Kim Kilroy Fergie fifty six. daily mixed game.
2: Pet vet approved. Way to go, Kim.
3: And uh, Rocket Box Poke X Poker. Woody Adams. Yes. Won the first international uh, tournament on Saturday. Woody, and we
2: miss you. He's, he's languishing down there in Pennsylvania. I'm glad he's getting back into the home game. Good for you, Woody. Exactly. And then
3: Glassjaw 2222, David Shun won the second international tournament that day. And, of course, my booty <laughs> won the daily LPP tournament. All right. For, for poker. And just for clarity, that is the na- player's name. <laughs> It is not referring to any body part of myself or anyone else. Now, John, I want you
0: to, like, I love this on Discord because you have the template set up. And I want you to say it on the podcast
3: like you write it on the Discord. What's what's the statement? Congrats, my booty. (laughs) I love it
0: every time. My my booty. Keep winning. Whoever you are, keep winning. Yeah. Yes
2: these do. In fact, I think I I know who that is, and I think that they will keep winning, so that's a good thing.
3: Nice. Yeah, you know, never let sixth graders do the job of a
2: podcast
3: (laughs) like this. Well, thank you, John. Seriously, I
0: know we we interrupt you all the time, but man, great stuff. Anything anything else that we need to know about the home game? No, I think we've used up all the time. (laughs) I know tonight is the Tournament of Champions for the, the March winners playing in April, so... Uh, next week, we'll, we'll know who has the silver, the next silver pin, we'll know by next week.
2: Yes, and we are reviewing the final table of the Tournament of Champions every month at the end of the month in the online review and hang. And one new wrinkle that we're adding now is we're using poker tracker data from final table lists to actually go through the action with exposed cards and to sort of go hand-by-hand hand through it using poker tracker to, to drill down into it. So if you are on the final table of the Tournament of Champions, even if you don't have Poker Tracker, uh, check out John's forum post about downloading hand histories and send me those hand histories. And we can really get deep into it when we do our Aura at the end of the month.
0: And Jim likes to do four hour training sessions.
2: So who knows? Sometimes.
0: Final table discussions
2: going on. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, John. We'll I then. left after two. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne, you're back from I couldn't gym. do it anymore. <laughs> it's like he finally texted me, like,
0: yeah, four hour and 20 minutes. <laughs>
2: just... <laughs> we might have to break those up into two hour chunks from now on. Even I was starting to get a little less than fresh by the end of it.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> well, great stuff, John. Uh as as always. I know there's always there's all kinds of great ideas too. I just emailed you guys with another great idea from the Rec Poker Nation for home games. So uh thanks to all of you who are playing it. It's so much fun. John, you know just offhand, like how many people we have in the in the club now? I know we're getting whatever 70, 80 people in the night. Do you have just ballpark? No,
3: how many people are uh, I believe we have about 384 people that are a member of the club. There are still about a hundred of those are still suspended from when okay. the first of the year when they got their account suspended. Yep. So all they need to do is add their account name to the rec poker profile, and I'll automatically reinstate those. But
0: awesome, awesome, good stuff. All right, Mr. Jones, what do we have happening in the seminar front?
1: Ah, uh, well, um. You know, right now our Turns and Rivers seminar is available. So you can go find that on uh, Rec Poker. Uh, and we're gearing up. Uh, in fact, tonight we're talking um, right after this podcast, we'll be talking about planning out our May one. Uh, and that's going to be all about uh, finding and plugging leaks using data, um, things like Poker Tracker, but even things that we can do in the live game as well. We're going to talk about um, ways, and in fact, preparing for this has helped me identify one in my own game. So
0: nice.
1: uh, we all can learn a lot from this kind of activity. So um, you know, I think it will be a good conversation.
0: Well, it's such a great way to learn, right? Is try to teach it. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's yep. Amazing. Well, thanks for all your work on that. Those things are un- unbelievably great. Like if you're not a member or if you are a member, you're not taking advantage of it. You're really, really missing out on something. Uh, and they're worth the price of admission, just just those things alone, much less everything else. So. Uh,
2: thanks for all the work on that. Yeah, yeah, and every month we follow up on that seminar with a study group on Saturday. And so, the, um, if you have any questions based around the seminar or the seminars in the past, we're going to go through. We're going to review the slides. We're going to have a conversation about the subject matter. In fact, uh, we do one of those every week. Ones on the seminar, ones on the focus, ones on a learn pro poker strategy video that's released every month. In fact, by when you hear this podcast. You can join me this coming Saturday at noon Central if you're a Premium Rec Poker member to review Ryan Laplante's own hand history and some stuff about that. So I'm really looking forward to that. You guys if can you judge must... the heck out of Ryan
0: Laplante. Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. right. Hey, hey, it's Robert, just... you guys, hey, Robert, are you guys done now with the
4: book study? You guys almost done? The oh book? yeah, yeah. We we destroyed that book. I mean, we're <laughs> we, not even close. <laughs> um, but this comes out on the 21st, I believe. So uh, or the 20th, right? 20th, yep. 20th, and the 21st is our next book session. It'll be our third session. We'll be starting the second section of the book, which is all, it gets into the theory of poker, is what it's called. Um, and that's where we get into a lot of, there's a lot of algebra in this thing. Anyway, it's a lot about GTO. <laughs> um, and I think this is the, uh, this is really the meat of the GTO portion of the book and the theory of the book. Um, So it's going to be real fun. We've done the fundamentals for the first two and now we're going to be getting into the actual theory of poker. So I know I've been uh, reading, taking notes, getting ready for it. And there's a, there's a lot to absorb here. Love it. And if that sounds
0: good to anybody, join it, jump in. If you're a premium member, you can join it, but then you can also watch the videos of the prior ones.
4: So you can catch up, but uh, jump on in there. Well, yeah, I should um, mention we're, ta- we're talking about the modern poker theory by Michael Acevedo, yeah. which, which we didn't say. we just uh, <laughs> But that's what it's all about. And this will be our third session of the next 20 or 30 that <laughs> we're going to have, whatever it is. Um, and we're, we're not doing it chapter by chapter. We're getting as far as we can in about an hour, hour and a half, and then cutting it and then going to the next one. So, well, yeah, yeah, and if anyone
3: has any desire to read that book, it's a very thick book, or I mean it's, it's very in-depth. So doing it in a community with a group of people to be able to dissect it and dive in is definitely the way to do
4: it. So if you're interested in the book, definitely join the book club. Yeah, and it's really the environment that we have, it's really exciting because we got the the members are joining in just like we do this panel here. And so we can have 10, 12 people. And so as you're as we're going through some of these concepts, if you have a question about it, you've got 10 or 12 people that all have read the book or are involved in the book and can really dive in and, and come up with those answers for those questions. So that's just a great environment to absorb this book and to try to really understand it instead of just having somebody just telling you what it is. Right. Love it. Yep. And
2: if and if you are catching up then uh, you, there's a group um, on the left there that has a forum where we're posting a bunch of responses. Rob puts slides up and other learning materials there. So watch all the videos, catch up on the discussions, and then join us in real time and ask your own questions in real time. It's a great way to do it, Rob. You're doing. I'm just glad you're taking this on because I don't want to take this book on alone. I'm glad you're there <laughs> leading, leading the group. What's
4: well, I'm glad we have a lot of participation because I would be totally lost myself if I didn't have that kind of feedback from the from the community it's too bad you don't have any fun doing it rob i'm sorry <laughs> it. It was just, it was such it's such a drag <laughs>
0: <laughs> well a couple of things i want to just mention i just uh, one thing is you know we used to do these binks thing when we had live poker i don't know how, when and how we're going to bring those back but if you like just kind of live railing people and kind of hearing what's happening uh, there's a there's a core group of people out on discord um, in one of the channels it's called binks and railing i think um, you know, Chris is part of that deal, Taylor Moss, Colin Anderson, Doug Barrons, Rob Adson, uh, a number of people that are out there that play online and they're kind of keeping us posted on what's going on. And it's been pretty fun. There's been some pretty big wins and some pretty deep runs. So if that's kind of you enjoy that part of it, jump out there, encourage people. They usually put the links to how you can actually watch their table Um, and that's been really fun too. I haven't done a lot of that part. I've just been watching it or like every hour jump in there and you see all these messages and you're like, Oh, I hope this ends well, and you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's really fun. But, uh, anything else that you guys want to add? I know there's a lot of stuff going on, Jim.
2: Uh, I was thinking I might go down to Las Vegas in October, but I don't know if there's going to be anywhere fun to hang out or any cool people to spend my time with. Does anyone have any ideas or news about that? No, I guess not. Well, all right. So here's
0: the deal, you guys. So Jim's made this fully public now. So we- <laughs> um, there, there will be serious vetting involved. I just want to let you guys know, I want to be as honest as I can about that. If we really don't know you, if we can't vouch for you, it's going to be tough for you to get there, but uh, find somebody to vouch for you. But we are we are renting a house. It has been booked. Uh, for the month of October, with the option of potentially extending that into past the main event in November, but we're going to do October. It's the Rec Poker House. Uh, it's going to be. It's not on the strip. But it's intentionally off the strip, a few miles. Uh, we'll have a car, but there'll be Ubers available. But it's a beautiful house. Uh, it's got four uh, four big bedrooms with queen beds in them. Then it's got another room that's just got bunk beds. It's got its own pool. It's got a huge main floor with different living rooms and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be the rec poker house. We're going to kind of pilot this this year and see how it goes. Uh, and so if you are interested, we have put this together. We put the, we put the stuff together. Uh, so we have the quotes on what stuff costs for how many nights you're going to stay and stuff. Hit me up, Steve at rec. Poker, and we will chat. Um, and just so you know, if you're looking for, I'll just say it, you know, I don't really care. Uh, it's not a party house right if you're looking for i'm gonna go live it up on vegas baby go do that it's not gonna be at the wreck poker house (laughs) it's just not uh do your thing i don't it's not a judgmental thing it's just the house is going to be you know it's like quiet hours from like midnight to eight or something like that i don't know what it's going to be but it's going to be a place where we hang out uh you know you can have alcohol but it's going to be places where we hang out we're going to go play poker we're going to talk poker we're going to relax some people you can go on vacation whatever go up go go hiking whatever But it's going to be just a real respite sort of place, a place to kind of calm your mind down when you're not at the tables grinding. If that sounds good to you, if you want to hang out with some rec poker peeps, uh, we're going to be giving away some swag. Uh, We're figuring figuring that stuff out. We're going to try to arrange meet and greets. Already Jonathan Little, Ryan the Plant have said, yeah, we'll figure out something to get together and at least maybe do a breakfast or something somewhere. So we're going to make it really fun. Uh, but it's really going to be not the Vegas atmosphere, uh, but it's going to be a nice, I, I feel like I need to say that a few times just because I don't want people <laughs> to some expectation, but I just want to be really clear on what this is and what it's not, yeah. uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be great. And already we have a few people that have already locked in, so I want my dates. Here's the dates I want to be there chris
1: i'll I'll just say if you've never played in the wsop number one you know i think i mean it's going to be an interesting year but this is going to be one of the first years where it won't be 115 degrees so that'll be that'll be a joy for everyone but also it is i'll just say like every time i've gone i've made a strategy of where am i going to stay that can get me you know like out of the element because in the element it's just consuming and it's great and it's energy and it's poker everywhere and it's sound. i mean it's like the most poker you've ever seen in your life and it's but but i personally i need and i know a lot of people need sort of like that that kind of that refuge that space away from it so this it's the perfect kind of way to like to plan a trip for your first time and to go there with people who are like either have done it before or experiencing it together for the first time uh i think would be pretty pretty amazing
0: yeah that, that's well said that's exactly what we're trying to capture i've been there three times now it's the only time i've been to vegas is for the world world series and it can be a little bit overwhelming so yeah you go there with a group of people or people that can tell you what to do where to do it and and if you're if you're not really sure about what this is the whole schedule will come out but you don't have to play the big events you don't have to play the ten thousand dollar buy you don't you do to pay the thousand dollar buy-ins they have daily tournaments that like you know, you can buy in for one for like 200 bucks and it's like 40 grand to win sometimes because they have so many people, but all of the other casinos are running these smaller daily tournaments. Like Chris said, it's more poker than you could ever imagine. You walk into, you know, the pavilion room and I don't know how many tables they have set up and all you hear is shuffling of chips. It's so cool. And then you walk around, and, oh, there's a playing. You go watch final tables. It's, a, it's just a cool experience, whether you want to play, you know, 16 hours of poker a day or not. Uh, it, it's just a fun vacation. So that is part of the deal. Yeah. I think I've said enough about that deal, but no, yeah. no thanks for bringing it up. I put, I was having fun with you there. <laughs> that'd be a great experience. We're going to pilot it here. Uh, the, the space is limited. Um, you don't have to declare what dates you are going to be there, but your money is what's going to hold the spot. So then when the re- schedule is released, if you put some money in, I say, okay, here's what's available. You say yes or no. If you say no, we give you all your money back. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty easy process, but that's how we're going to kind of determine uh, who gets the, the big rooms who's on the bunk beds and all that kind of stuff so it's going to be great but again if you know anything about me uh the, the kind of house we're going to run is it's going to like chris said, it's a refuge more than it is a party central sort of place so if you're saying, we're saying that we're growing what, steaks by the pool doesn't mean we're not going to be having a lot of fun
2: <laughs> you're saying what happens at the rec bookers house doesn't stay in vegas <laughs> no
0: it'll be all over <laughs> social media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds good i'm really excited i hope i hope we can all get the shot up here in uh canada in time to oh come gosh. down and join because i really want to really want to take part in that you're going to
0: struggle if you have to miss out and, and, and see, uh, i am kim kim kilroy is also a canadian she put something out there she is starting starting or started a rec poker group on the site specifically around travel around traveling to play tournaments all that kind of stuff so join that whether it's the WSOP or something else. If you have any interest in traveling or you want to share ideas or on that, join Kim's group, uh, Pet Vet Fergie, whatever she goes by uh, out there. Um, it's going to be a blast. So, all right. Well, anything else, uh, guys? I know we're, we're always way past time. <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks. Like, no, dude, get me out of here. <laughs> all right, but just a reminder: if you like the premium stuff that you're hearing, go to Rec.Poker. Poker. Join the the membership. You get ten bucks off your first. Uh, payment so if you're joining the monthly it's 15 bucks a month you take 10 bucks off you pay five bucks use the code Rec Poker to get that if you don't like it quit you're out five bucks if you really don't like it let me know i'll give you the five bucks back uh jim's like oh what yeah so no no give you the five bucks damn decade, right you know or take 10 bucks off your annual payment whatever so so try it you guys people that have tried it like oh my god i've been looking for this my whole life but uh, we don't spend and- millions of dollars on on promotion it's pretty organic Word of mouth through the podcast. So check it out, tell your friends. And hey, I've got a, I've got one solid. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> secondly, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, you guys. There's so much great free content and fun content and outtakes and stuff out there. That would do us a real solid. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Rec Poker. <laughs> that would be the last thing I have to say. Anything else? From you guys, <laughs> all right, all right, we'll let you go there. Uh, Jim, you can cue the music, but thanks, uh, Jason, Sue, thanks, John, Rob, Chris, Jim, all you guys that have joined remember, you know, on the
4: members that have joined their you guys